Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Okay, so we've been in this apartment for a year and a few months. Yes. We uh, we've also been doing what we do for about. 13 years, yeah. so we've been, you know, we've had a lot of connections and stuff. Yeah, people people send us things. Well, that's the thing. People send us things. You know, people clothes. send us clothes, people send us shoes. Uh, you know what? Us- we haven't gotten plaques yet, so uh, all you record companies out there who owe us plaques, you know where we live. I was just talking to Hip Hop Mike about this. Yeah? Because he has a bunch of plaques, and he was like, wait, how do you guys have none? Yeah. Great question. Is Great that question. What we, is that what we're talking about today? No. I wanted to talk about how one thing that's in our apartment, because like... The more time I spend in here, the more you start to notice things. <laughs> sure. And every time that we're doing these these uh, podcasts, these conversations, I have the view where I'm looking at all this alcohol that's been sent to us. That we don't drink. That we don't drink. Yeah. But it's still here. Well, I mean, like we don't drink in general. Right. And so we have boxes and boxes of alcohol that I would never drink. That are sitting in our hallway. And it's hypnotic. <laughs> First of all, shout out to our friends who sent us Hypnotic. I don't drink your product, but I appreciate that you would think of us. Yeah. That being said, I don't want this in our apartment. And I, I have two ideas for what to do with it. I'm so glad. One, give it away. The only problem is there's nobody to give it to. Yeah. And if I just like gave it to one of our neighbors, I don't want to like be like close to anybody right now. So I can't even get close to them to be like, hey, well, you're going to wait. Hold on. Yeah. Give it to our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, like, go knock on their door, any of their doors in this big apartment building, and be like, "Hey, I'm Jeff. Well, I've lived that, here for the last year and change." I guess that like newcomers <laughs> don't some, exactly here's some hypnotic <laughs> introduce themselves door to door and say, "Hello, I'm new to the neighborhood. Here's a gift from me." No, I guess no. Yeah, they should be giving me a gift. Work the other way. Oh, hi, Jeff. Welcome to the building after a year and a half. Yeah, I will take the the gift. Would be if they took the hypnotic. That would be a gift. Yeah. So, but I that's don't think not that happen. I don't think that the target audience for hypnotic is Jewish, uh, <laughs> middle aged comedians. Upstairs. Comedians upstairs. I don't think that, or the woman who works at Trader Joe's. Like none Jeff, of these people are going to be, were, uh, yeah, you know, Bob, drinking our hypnotic. Bob, who sits out in the hallway, who was like a Vietnam vet or something. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of them want your hypnotic. It's our hypnotic. <laughs> first of all, does hypnotic go bad? Does hypnotic go bad? That's a good question. Does it get better with time? Now I'm wondering maybe yeah. if we should keep it. Yeah. <laughs> 2015 was a great year for <laughs> hypnotic. So what, uh, what is in hypnotic? Is it like grapes? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Nor do I care to open it. It's so. not like a wine. Like what? what no. Is, it's, it's, a, it's a liqueur. Yeah, but from what? It could, liqueur could be from anything. From what? The hypnotic trees, Jeff. What do you think? <laughs> the hypnotic trees. <laughs> the hypnotic trees of Cambodia. Sure. <laughs> These are fine bottles. Wait, hold on. Kill time. I'm going to find... Oh, no, I can't. No, do not. Jeff. I was going to look up what's in hypnotic. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on. <laughs> and we're going to open up those bottles and pour them out. What are you going to do with the bottle? Are the bottles green? I think that the bottles are frosted. Oh, no. I guess they are like a bluish thing, right? And then like, I thought that just the liquor was. I I think we're going to have to investigate. Tune in tomorrow when we find out more about... Uh, Whatever is what, in those bottles. Yeah. Who knows? Jeff, who is on the podcast today? On the podcast today is The Dream. The Dream. And man, I love this conversation right here. He came over to our old apartment about a year and a half ago. We had a full 
long episode of A Waste Time with It's The Real just dedicated to him and his career. And today is a shorter version of that same energy, same charisma, same same dream. I mean, he is one of one, and I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Rajni Jacques is on the podcast. Rajni, one of our favorites. She is a great human being, a mother of two, a wife, a fashion editor, a Mets fan. Very important. And we talked about all of that stuff, which is uh, so much fun. She's awesome, and uh, she's welcome back anytime. And Jubilee. Jess is a touring DJ who, at the moment, is no not able to, to tour. Yeah. She might not be able to be creative. She may not be able to get in front of all the people that she normally does, but she is doing Instagram Lives. She is playing a lot of Animal Crossing, and she is as characteristically funny and smart and great as she always is. That's right. So I'm happy to have Jess on the podcast. Before we get into this, Jeff, we should mention that we are on patreon.com slash it's the real. Yes, and I did this without asking you. Okay. But I set up an event for next Sunday. Does it have anything to do... With the hypnotic. Yes. Oh, great. I, I haven't connected the dots I'm yet. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> but I'm, as soon as I figure it out, <laughs> it will involve hypnotic. Okay, great. You and I are going to be battling on our Patreon. Yeah. I'm setting up a Zoom. Yeah. We're going to be battling a battle of AKAs. So what you're saying is mm-hmm. the people already got Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Yes. They already got Jonte Austin and Neo. Had it. They already got Lil John and T-Pain. Had it. They already got Babyface and Teddy Riley. Done. Now they get Eric, a.k.a. whatever <laughs> dumb shit you said. And then Jeff, a.k.a. Player of the Year, a.k.a. Uchiwali Zerbiak. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's Jeff's just throwing taste. shots already. Just, just a taste. So this is only for our Patreon Patrons. This is only for the people Mm -hmm. who have pledged to keep this thing going by making contributions on a monthly basis, $2, $3, $7, $10, whatever. People who want to to, uh, be a part of what we're doing right now, Mm -hmm. we're doing some givebacks, Zooms, T-shirts, stickers, experiences. Yeah, we are making whatever money you are giving our way. (laughs) If you want hypnotic. So so what you're saying is that if you're a member, if you're a a, a part of this Patreon family. If you invest in us, we will invest in you. And one thing that we are doing for our Patreon people is to do a battle of AKAs. Okay, so this is going down. Yep, next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah. Next Sunday. Be there. May 3rd. Yeah. Patreon.com slash it's the real is where you can sign up. Mm-hmm. You'll get all the information there. Patreon.com slash it's the real. Yep. Jeff, let's now get on the phone with the dream. Beep boop boop. Beep 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 boop beep boop beep beep boop beep boop boop boop. Dream, what up? What up? What good, man? What's happening? How are you? Man, I'm great. Good. I'm great. I'm blessed. Nobody's sick in the family. That's a beautiful and, thing. You know, yeah. pray- prayers out to everybody who's been touched of course in a negative way by this absolutely um and at, so far right now man we're doing good Aunt just got had heart surgery i made sure none of the family members went to see her like like almost literally like sitting at the hospital in the parking lot like hey nobody's going up oh my god but all is good everybody goes she's great Wonderful. she's talking shit all morning <laughs> <laughs> uh dream how did swiss and tim initially approach you about the versus battle Oh wow! Um, well, I was sitting at the house minding my business <laughs> with, my, with my beautiful underlings, my kids. <laughs> um, and so Swiss called me and Swiss talk all the time. Um, yeah. 
and we've been talking a lot as of late, especially over the last four or five years. Um, even with the Alicia Keys thing that she just did the other night, that was a song that we did. Awesome. You know, it's a part of our relationship of how it, you know, how it, it, it initially began. Yes. So Swiss was just calling me. I thought he was just calling, you know, shoot the breeze. Like, <laughs> that's good. All right, yo, man, yo, guy said he wanted. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, want what? <laughs> who's my guy? Like, man, he's trying to get that battle, man. Like, what's good? I was like, battle? Nobody doing no damn battle, man. Get the fuck out of here. So, and so he's like, man, come on, man. You got to do this for the culture, for the thing. He hit me with the culture thing. And yep. I was like, all right, cool. And, he, you know, of course, he's he, – and that's what it's for. That's what That was the point, and that's what it's intended to do. For sure. Um, is, to, is to make sure that everybody's, you know, good. And so I said, all right, I'll do it. And and I guess Tim told Sean – because Tim – I guess Sean supposedly hit Tim about it. Mm. And so Tim's on the phone at the same time, by the way. So I'm like, I'll do it, but we got to donate $25,000 to my mom's – um to my mom's foundation, which I'm just getting off the ground. You guys have no idea how hard it is to start a foundation. Um, I just got off the ground. I'm like, you got to donate 25 grand to it, like, and let's do it. So we're just not doing it for no reason. If we're really entertaining people and people are sitting at the house, it's for the culture. Like, let's help out in a certain type of way yeah. versus just being self-serving. And um, Sean agreed to it. He's like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Bet. Great. And that's how it started. That's how they approached me about it. So when we had you on the podcast up here in New York, um, and mm-hmm. and when we uh, saw you speak here during Fashion Week, and and mm-hmm. even when we seen you speak down in Atlanta at Killer Mike's Swag Shop, mm-hmm. um, we loved your your storytelling and your confidence in your catalog. But how did you know in that scenario against Sean to to just let the music do the talking and and Sean do the rest? Oh well, so I mean. Sean, Sean, and I, as, as well as a lot of us, man, uh, that I have appreciation for, um, that came before me, um, j- just period. Because you know, he's he was one of those guys that that got to a certain spot before you know the ones that was that were just getting in or, or coming up did, you know, in a certain type of way. So mm-hmm. any anybody doing something is inspiring, you know, to the to the next next person. Um, sometimes I think people need to hear that uh, uh, enough, but that has a lot to do with yourself and how you carry yourself and to even hear that and being around who you need to be around. So, um, just playing the songs, I have confidence in the idea that I don't chase number ones. I never, I never have. I just want to write the greatest thing for the greatest moment. Yeah. So, and I felt like in, at this point in my life, people understood that about me. It wasn't about hey, let's go hit the conveyor belt line and get a number one out. Like, we know how to do that. Like, it's really simple, guys. Like, it doesn't mean that you're, it's not, it doesn't mean that you can write anything and get it, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing you do. Like, it's a bunch of components that create number ones, you know, especially in the, in the black culture. You know, it's different if you, you know, you this big pop icon and you do this record, nobody really cares what you're really saying. Right. <laughs> and it's like, because your status is just, this number one. Right. Yeah. You know, but for me, we have a I have a different barometer. And mine is is when I get phone calls from the people that I respect and catalogs that I respect telling me about a song that I did and about lines in it and that it is a story and they can read it from one there's no there's no filler shit in it. Yeah. There's no fluff. It's like break this down, put it in a book, put my words in a book, put it on a coffee table and read through it. And so I'm that confident that what I've done, if you strip it all away, then it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Dream, you uh, one of the things that that people were very excited about when you did the the verses was that you played a version of um, the the Justin Timberlake and Jay Z song, like the the right. reference track that you had written. Um, right. How did you clear that? And or like, was there any conversation with with either Jay or Justin or like, how did that all happen? <laughs> you say you say, how did I clear it? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to clear anything, man. I think I think that's a big misconception too. Is that I'm like this little dude, like like running around. Like I'm just I'm not I'm not like the new kid on the block. I've been doing this for 23 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not clearing a motherfucking thing. <laughs> that's, number, that's number one. Like, and I and and that's based on the idea that. I have respect for the people that I work with. I have so much love for them, so much love for Jay, Reeby, Kanye, like all the people that gave me a shot at making something great that is in their catalog or on them. Man, I'm I'm just appreciative of it. And they know that in person. Mm. So it's not like a, you know, like I'm not out here leaking things to just leak them or whatever. Like it, it's not like Holy Grail came out last month and I put it out. Right. That would never happen. Like I'm too professional for that. Like it's not. That's just not even. We knew what it was. It's getting to a point, and it's these are things that people are telling stories about how they put music out. What what happened beforehand? Um, there are things I even got in the, in the, in the workings now about my demos and about songs and how they get to a certain spot. Mm-hmm. And 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 also everybody knows that I'm in love with the with the idea of making of things. Right. Like yeah. It doesn't have to be a song. It'd be how do they stitch the leather on the steering wheel of a car or or the, the painters, Basquiat. Like it's it's all about what goes into to that thing of how it was made. What was the thought? What was the care in it? So when when I have a group of people like that, like I'm not I don't feel like I need to call to clear something that's like I guess it's more so like logic and common sense thinking. Like once you know you're around somebody that has common sense yeah, you kind of just don't worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, then, but then why that song as opposed to any other reference track that you could have put out? Um, I I don't know. That just happened to be one that was kind of talking about, like, just lately. It could have just been on my mind that day or anything. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> there was nothing that really went into it at all. It was literally... When I put my, put my um, list up of what songs I wanted to play, which I didn't even go that far into doing it. Like, it was no background singers and shit in my shit. It was just me, my girl, her sisters. Like, it was, you know, we was chilling. Yeah. And the baby. <laughs> you well, know, like, it, yeah, you know, I didn't even look at it like I was supposed to be like, it's a battle, man. You better get ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what was the thinking behind going to play golf while, while Sean was, like, directly in the camera on his side? Well, that was just that was just me being a being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah, did you under, like, did you understand what it was going to look like and and what like the memes were going to be like and what it felt like? Well, it was just well, I didn't know nothing about how far it would go in that space, but like I could you're choosing two different things to be, right, with your life. You could be nasty or you can be you could be that. You know, where it's okay, that's funny, but nobody's hurt. Right. Like nobody's said nothing that's like that you have to take back or apologize for or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. So so for me, it's choosing those two two vehicles. Like like I'm pretty I come from the west side of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. People said shit like we as kids said shit that get you in to get you in a fight. And as adults, you understood why not to say certain shit. It ain't because you're scared of somebody else, it's because that has to go all the way to ten now. It's no it's no let up. It's when you see that person in the street, 
and you said X, Y, Z, expect that thing. So I was I, once once I became an adult, I was never in the idea of building enemies. Yeah. Based on something I'm saying or being slick or being smart or disrespectful to a, a, another woman or a man. Like, it's just, you know, I'll just call. If I got a problem, I just call somebody. Yeah. You know, so. Is that what this is about? Just literally, <laughs> <laughs> the golf thing literally was just derived from where I am now as a human being and as a man versus where when I was hearing about, oh, well, he said this at the beginning of the thing. And then it was this and it was that. And it's like, okay. I think so, even though they'll sound personal, <laughs> but I can't really say that they do. They are personal because I know he knows that I know that we know that we don't know each other. We don't <laughs> hang out. Right. We don't have none of the same friends. Like, you know, I grew up in Atlanta like this. You know, this is my home, you know, and it's just it is what it is. You know, I think that your guys verses really did set the tone for a lot of stuff to follow and i think that people you know took that as a moment and broke it down to like okay how can we make this even better and uh more even Ab and and so absolutely yeah, yeah and and so you get like the jante austin and neo thing and people are like oh this is more streamlined or whatever but you have to go through the first one to get to that point did you tune right. in to the baby face and teddy riley and teddy riley one or <laughs> yes, actually i guess yeah. Saturday night yes, and yes, Monday I, night. <laughs> yes, I tuned into a piece of both of them. And yes. did you did you enjoy one over the other? Like as in Saturday night versus Monday night? Um I I just personally thought that at that particular point it just had gotten big you know before for our eyes and maybe there's a there's there's a certain thing that needs to be done about if we're going to do it like if, if if Swiss is going to do it, and we had a conversation about this yesterday, which he has his own plans, which I was like amazing. Mm. You know, he's definitely a genius. I bet. Um, and, and so that the, all these things prompted everything. Like it's like the 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 bandwidth, like where is it located? Like wh what signal? Like all all of these things that that deal with even just the the connection part of it. You know, music. Mm -hmm. How is it played? When I was getting ready to do mines. We were, me and my engineer were on the phone. He's in Cali, I'm in Atlanta. And I was trying to figure out the best way for people to hear the music without it having to be in the, in the actual, you know, in the room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we just need to run an input cable. I figured it out before I did it, but I, you know, you couldn't go nowhere. It's a pandemic. I couldn't yeah. go yeah. to get the necessary things where I could have fed it right to the phone. And you just would have heard it coming out of Pro Tools like everything else. And so I, I know how to do it. I just didn't get to do it. Sure. But those small things, yeah, I think me and Sean's, me and Sean's um, thing changed how that was going on. It probably changed a whole lot of things in the industry that we just don't have any idea about right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, we wanted to congratulate you on your new album, Sex Tape 4. It is fantastic. Thank you, brother. You know, yeah. the last time you saw us was when you were dropping Sex Tapes 1, 2, and 3 together. Two, three? Yes. What, yes. What, what made you want to do just, you know, one volume this time as opposed to, like, 60 songs at once? Uh, one thing is I listen to people that care about me. And so when they say don't drop 40, 40 records, then that's what they, <laughs> they're coming from a loving place yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah people want a lot of records from a lot of people because they feel like they're like the, the idea is a hit or miss idea right yeah but i think with me um because of the storytelling and what i'm talking about and the cohesiveness of it that you can miss it 
because the I overwhelmed by forty records. It's like, uh, I can't really enjoy it because I just can't. The great thing about it though is that by creating sex tape one, two, and three at the same time, it already was branded, which was my initial idea. It's like, let me brand this thing first and then drop something on the back of what that is. So now it's just building. And now this is bigger than what three tapes was. And if I do, when I do the next one, it's going to be bigger than the first four tapes was, mm-hmm, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the point of what I was, you know, what I was trying to accomplish. Does, um, does fuck my brains out. Uh, is, is that a standout for you? Just like it's a standout for like most people who have listened to the album. Like I said, I listened to people. So they knew that record had been in circulation since 2011. Yeah, man. Right. I had, I had nowhere to put it. <laughs> uh, it was its own thing. I remember Jay hit me about that record one day saying, what is this? Mm. Why am I hearing this on, on the internet? <laughs> what, what the fuck is this? And I was like, well, you know, it's just, uh, you fuck with it. He's like, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, like, so it's those records. It's, it's sometimes, you know, um, the blessing and the curse of what I do is I can be too far in front. And that's not to say positive or negative because that doesn't mean that because it's in front, it's, it's the greatest thing at all. But I think that I'm so over sometimes the idea of now that I just get ahead of myself. Mm. So it's, it's, it, in that record, I compared to Shiny Suit Theory, which ended up on uh, Jay Electronica's album. Yeah, yeah. That record was also done in 2010. Like, So you're talking about two things that are a uh, decade Man. Oh. That still resonates. Yeah. And the real idea came literally from me being okay with putting it there was when they dropped the, I think it was from 62 to 64, the recordings of John Coltrane. Mm. And so it was these records, nobody had heard them before. And so they just mastered and put out. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, when, when, when you were on the podcast the last time, you were talking about how your music is rooted in like trumpet pops, right? Just like, just like mm-hmm. Quincy Jones's music is. Did you guys, mm-hmm. have you guys ever like crossed paths, sat down and like really talked shop? Like what's your guys' relationship? With, with me and Quincy? Yeah. yeah. Man, we don't we don't have one other than I think that he's just, the, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. You, you know, like so man. We, we don't, we, we've, we've spoken once, but just in passing by, maybe he knew who I was, maybe he didn't. This was like really early on though. It was like 08, 09. Um, of course, it's not hard to get to him. I always feel like, there, you know, you you people have their lives, and and if, if you need to talk to somebody, you talk to them. If you if you if you don't, you know, don't interrupt somebody. You know, if you're getting that knowledge from a different tree. But however, I can call Lionel Richie on the phone right now. Mm. Do was, it. Wait, do it right now. <laughs> which, Mer- yeah, merge the call. <laughs> which is more of which is more of my the guy I wanted to you know emulate. It was him and Diane Warren. Mm. You know, like the songwriters in that time. Like that's what I was chasing and so i think it's literally just that thing like you know like yeah. of course we could have a, have a relationship and i'll definitely i've definitely heard it lately hey man you and quincy or you should get on something that quincy's doing and so i'll you know figure figure it out yeah you know if it, if, it, if it happens you know it, it happens i don't think it would it's just one of those things where you know you just you're here you're not really thinking about it until somebody brings it up yeah you're like, yeah how did you and lionel meet because i mean like if, if that's like a very satisfying I relationship on one of his albums um it, when i was doing i remember i did fancy the same day that i worked on something for for lionel richie and whatever album came out in 09 that's a fucking uh, great day 
Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> it was a perfect day. Uh, um, so it was whatever time that was, and I I remember putting the rap on Fancy at that particular time and working on his album at the same time, and so that's how you know how we met. Um, I remember one time him taking time out from his he was on tour in in another state. Um, jumped on a private, flew in, um, flew to Chicago to see me while I was on tour. Like sat there at the hotel early in the morning, like four a.m., five. Me, him, and my friend Karen Clark just sitting there talking, Man. chopping, like you know, talking about southern shit. <laughs> that's 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 really dope. Um, yeah. You you stopped by Lenny S's birthday Zoom party like last week. Um, what <laughs> yeah. what what were your favorite parts of the celebration and? I know that Jay made everybody who got in the room tell a like give a tribute to Lenny. Yeah, and so, there were like fifty people in the room or whatever. Yeah. More than that. What was your what was your tribute to Lenny? Oh man, I hit Lenny actually on the phone like outside of that because there was way too many people. Man. <laughs> like I'm just not really that guy. Like to be honest, and even even if those things are meant well, I just kind of like the more personable approach yeah. to a person you know, about something like, and if we was having dinner, of course it'd be different. I understood why, but I'm just not good at that. That's mm -hmm. just a chink in my arm. I'm not good at it. Like, and so I just rather like hit, hit a person like, Hey man, like <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on everything that you've done so far. You know, it's just, he, and Lenny's a beautiful human being. Yeah, he is. Um, if you know him, yeah, you know, so, yeah. so yeah, it's good, good friend of mine's and, yeah, it just goes kind of without saying. So I guess when you know when those things happen, especially when it's somebody you know and that you feel deeply connected to, you just like ah, oh, let everybody else say something that <laughs> barely like really knows, like, you know. Yeah. Like, where do you sit in your in your house for Zoom calls? Man, I walk around. Man, I do the same shit I'm doing now. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I get on the phone and walk. Now I'm like literally in the courtyard right now, just walking and talking. So I'm walking through the house. I think we was on we was on for uh, Emery's birthday two days ago yeah, yeah. and um and um who was that Tata was like all i see is rooms after rooms after rooms after rooms because i just kept going through like <laughs> just pacing i don't know it's my thing my mom used to kind of do it or i remember just laying under my mom as a kid and she'd be on the phone of course it's connected to the wall she yep. ain't go far and she's just talking but she's just in bed just moving and it's just like <laughs> A leg swaying back and forth, like, yeah, you know, just <laughs> like, okay, well, that's where I get it from. How dressed up just, do you get when you're, like, you know, in quarantine? Are you, are you putting on hats? Are you are you changing your shoes? Like, yeah. are you going the extra mile? Oh, man, I don't – this one thing you don't understand about me. I get up to go to do something even if I had nothing to do. I've always been this way. Like, so, you, that's a whole outfit from the beginning of the day <laughs> to the end of the night. Like, whether it's comfortable or not. Like, right now, I got on this Bob Marley t-shirt that's ripped that I decided to, oh, cool, I feel like using my scissors today. Let me cut the arms off. <laughs> and then we wear these shorts that have palm trees on them that probably belong on some man that's probably 76 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have on my kids Adidas. And I'm just like, a little scully. Rolled up like so. Evidently, I'm from Jamaica. I'm just missing my. I'm just missing my joint right now, yeah. which happened in just a few seconds. And I'm and I'm in my thing. Like I'm like, cool. Cause for me, it's not about the house. Is just a. It's just a box, you know. So I don't. I don't play that game with boxes. Well, let me ask you this then, because uh, I, I, you know, we we hear all these stories about how you thrive in a studio setting, which is very collaborative. How are you doing in this time now where it is very isolating and you're by yourself? 
but it's not it's not isolating when you have an imagination mm. yeah i think it's isolating when you depend on what you see to do a thing like i wrote fancy i had not i, I hadn't been to paris yet wow and now i go all the time in your mind like, but yeah you can't go anywhere now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well yeah in my in my mind yeah. um, i mean i haven't went I haven't went. Did you? <laughs> so all right. Which is thank, thank you, thank you for making my fucking life. Until <laughs> um, you said that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sex tape four is is streaming everywhere. Uh, can we expect more music in the very near future, or how is this sort of like going to continue moving forward in the in the series that is the sex tape uh, series? Oh, uh, sex tape five is basically about done. I think people are getting a little bit more understanding that. Um, it's a it's more attached to my feeling of how I feel about it more than it's about anything else. Like it's not about a marketing machine or a big label machine rollout and this and that. Man, I just I can give a fuck about all of that. Like the point is, how does it feel? How does the climate feel? How do I feel mm. putting that thing out? There's like several different records in several different spaces that I have there, and they were all wrote in those spaces. So it just depends. Like. The Nikki album may come out before Sex Tape 5. Mm. Or Sex Tape 5 may come out before Nikki. Mm. Or, you know, we might unleash Love Affair, which is actually done. It's just it's just in a place. So it's just like one of those. It, it's hard to understand. I know it's hard for people to understand why it's not just they record it and just drop it. Because I guess it's not seen as an art, really, when I'm surrounded by so many um, vehicles that just go fast. Well, Dream, are are you are you a patient person by nature? Um, I, I want to say that I'm really, really patient, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm super patient, but I want I want shit done. I think I think it's just more of a the perfectionist part, though. I don't mm. think it's the patience. I think it's this is the perfect time, and the, my perfect time isn't the same as everybody else's. Everybody else's perfect time may be this is the perfect time to drop because it's hot outside and blah blah. blah. My perfect time is like Pimp C wearing a fucking uh, fur coat on the beach. Yeah, and, um, yeah, Miami. And it, it, exactly in the fucking J video, like yeah. Yeah. perfect. That was fucking <laughs> perfect. You probably don't want to wear that shit for more than ten minutes, but for this fucking video. It was the perfect time. Perfect. By the yeah. way, the he, it wasn't just for ten minutes. Like he wore it. He wore it the full time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Point up, in my cup. What? Yeah. Yes. Legendary. Perfect. Dream. <laughs> Legendary. Uh, yo, talk about the perfect time. Whenever we get together, it is the perfect time. Just like when you came up here the first time and you said that because uh, we were like, "Yo, this is going to be the best interview you've ever been a part of." You're like, "No, this is the best interview you've ever been a part of," and you were absolutely <laughs> right. Both times, Dream, it's always a pleasure. We look forward. Whenever you drop the next project, please, please, please call us up. Yeah, call us and also call okay. Lionel. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure. I'll make sure you guys get on the front end of this Nikki one because I feel like um, that's. That's in our place, if you understand what I'm saying. Like Absolutely. In a, Can't yeah, wait. In a, in a, yeah, in a, clo in a very close environment. Well, listen, Dream, we appreciate you as always. Be safe down there. We love you. Take care of yourself, you and yours, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Love you guys. It's a real podcast. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, let's now get on the phone with our friend, Rajni Jacques. Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. Hello? Rajni! Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good, you know. <laughs> Just watching so much TV, and 
I think I've like watched everything on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Well, let me ask you this, Rajni. As the mother of two, what is the kids show or kids movie and kids song that you are just beyond sick of right now? I mean, there are songs that I'm beyond sick of, but when it comes to kids, um, Diego is very into Transformers. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was very into Paw Patrol. Oh, man. Which I was kind of like on a ledge about, like, please find something else. <laughs> um, and then there was like maybe three or four days where he was into this uh, movie called The Cruds or The Crudes, where they're like... Uh, caveman family oh yeah wait do you really know what that is yeah 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 okay <laughs> yeah i i mean i didn't i i didn't know i'm that not a regular like, viewer but no, I, I, I am aware of it yeah <laughs> yeah you and D- you and diego can talk about it that's for right hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's calling yeah, in after like, this <laughs> yeah so he was into that and then where there was the one, oh and then i was watching the grinch the movie I've, I think I've seen it five times because Diego really got into that and then renamed his sister from Lucien to Simi Lou. Not Simi <laughs> Lou, but Simi Lou. I love it. And now her new name is Clifford Medic because <laughs> Medic is a character from Transformers. So when I say, like, Lucien, my little girl, uh, you know, like, I call her Louis and Diego, whenever I call her Louis, he'll get mad and he'll say, like, no, her name is Medix. <laughs> Medix Clifford. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> By the way, do you see that like, uh, Grimes and Elon Musk named their kid uh, Influenza? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Strong, like- strong choice. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, Medix and Influenza <laughs> are just... Not it. Not it. Wait, do they really name their kid Influenza? I mean, it was definitely trending, and I don't know, you know, maybe I just shouldn't believe everything I read in the internet, but <laughs> and then just, like, put it out into the world on our podcast, but right. my feeling is it was trending, and everybody was saying that, that they named their kid Influenza. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, to each his own, but that's dumb. <laughs> Ra- Rajni, uh, what has been the most challenging aspect of uh, raising two kids uh, during these last 40 days and 40 nights about? Um, I realized that I am not a teacher. Mm. Um, and Diego has told me that. He said, <laughs> you're not your mom. <laughs> I was like, I sure as hell am not. <laughs> uh, I, it, it's weird because Louis is one and four months. So she's like a different breed. She's not like... The thing with Diego is he was like acclimated into school and he had a routine and he had friends and he woke up at seven, left the house by 745, was in school by around between like eight, eight, ten. You know what I mean? We picked him up, you know, our nanny picked him up from school at 230. So he had such like a clear cut routine and it was honestly the most awesome thing ever. (laughs) And this happened and i would say the first two the first two weeks were like fun in the sense that like we were all trying to figure out i had never really zoomed before unless it was with work right Mm -hmm. so like zooming in my own residential space was just like weird for me because then people could see like your shit like sure the thing that you left on your table (laughs) (laughs) so it was just like and you know with two kids like my place is just always just messy, just with like toys and stuff like that. So it was, it was different. And I, I had like this like regimented, okay, you're going to wake up and from nine 
to 11, we're going to do like sight words. And from like 11 to, you know, noon, we're going to do colors and we're going to paint. Wow. I had like these like grandiose dreams. And then at week two, I was like, fuck, I, <laughs> not, I can't do this because I'm still working from home. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard. And David, my husband, he's working from home too. So it's like, you know, pick your poison. Which one are you going to sit on this call with? Who are you going to hold, Diego or Louis? Yeah. So it, it's just, it's just, honestly, it's just been that. But yeah, the hardest thing is literally teaching. I give so much kudos to like the teachers, like, you know, all, all the people that kind of like rear your children in education because their attention span, especially at three, is just non-existent. Yeah. So you have to have patience. And I'll be honest, I, at this point in time, I just don't. Yeah. When you talk about having a very like manicured, um, ideal sort of background in your Zoom calls, like, you know, you want your place to be pristine for everybody who sees your apartment. Do you give a shit about that anymore? Or is it just like... No. Yeah. Now it's... Now it's just like it is what it is. Like, but like, isn't that so funny? How it's just like you know, you we we all create this sort of artifice of like yeah. how we want to present ourselves for the world, and it's just like this comes along. It's just like fuck it. Like who cares? Like you see me in sweats yeah. all the time now. Like I don't. I'm not putting myself I, on for anything. I literally have like a do rag. I wear the same outfit. Like you know, uh, my sleep. Everything is weird. My shower pattern is weird. Like yeah. in the sense that like. Before you would wake up, take a shower, and do your thing. Now it's like, let me do my thing, and then I'll take a shower at two. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I've taken many phone calls and done this <laughs> podcast, and it's just like I'm not showered. Yeah. I'm just like you know, like, no one's coming over. Yeah. Who cares? No, but like even though we are like filming ourselves, and there is posterity, <laughs> it's just like fuck it, like whatever. No, it's true. And the other day, like I was on a work call, and they were just like, you know, this one everyone should do video, and I was like, nah, fam, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, you're not imposing that on me. Because I was like, I, I straight up had a mask on. I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a facial mask. My hair was like all in like twists. Like, I just was like, no, I'm not giving you guys this ammo to like screenshot it and have it forever. <laughs> Wait, what do you think about your coworkers? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Or they have that screenshot. I'm not giving anyone any ammo. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, I'm not trying to dress up and I'm, I'm definitely not, but I'm not giving you the ammo. <laughs> so you can use it down the line that, you know, I look like a, you know, a hot mess you know, <laughs> in the Zoom. But it, it, it's so different because at work, it was so curated and I'd be obviously curated because it'd be at work at home. It's just a whole different ballgame. Yep. If, if every day is, is similar for you, if it's groundhog day for the way that you operate, the way that you dress and all that, how do you make mm. every day unique and different for your children? It's hard. Cause some days it's not unique. <laughs> some days it's really not unique. I, I try to find different activities. Like I'm painting more because I have the time to paint more. So, you know, I try to implement like at least two to three um, times during the week. We're do we're gonna do a painting lesson, or we'll go outside and do a lesson about like trees, concrete, or like the people that we see outside when we take our our stroll. It's 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 honestly it's so hard to make each and every day unique because mm -hmm. each day runs into each other like that 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 thing of time there is time but there's no time oh my you know God. what i mean yeah and so sometimes i'm sometimes it's like i look at the clock and i'm like oh wait it's five already like yeah how, how didn't even how did i even get to five 
you know, so it's really, really hard. I think maybe if it was just like me, I mean, listen, the quarantine would be lit if it was just like me. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's just, it's not as lit because I've got, like, I've got like two like drunk, kind of like drunk humans walking around, and I have to make sure that they're okay. But wait, how how far away are your kids right now? Are you looking at them as you're saying this? <laughs> No, I'm actually locked up in their room because they were they were going back and forth up and down the hallway screaming something. So I was just like, I'm just going to take 30 minutes to go inside their room. So I'm actually like in their space looking at this grandiose mess that I'll probably have to clean up soon. Wait, do you want us to stretch this phone call for like two hours and then like... <laughs> I'm like, mommy's still working. <laughs> David's furious. <Yo. laughs> He's like, where's this bitch? <laughs> Rajni, um, as, as you mentioned, you're not just, you know, a very accomplished writer and editor. You are also a fantastic painter. And uh, since, <laughs> since, you've, since you've been dipping your toes back into the paint cans, as it were, uh, what has given you inspiration and is it is the, is it that there's comfort there or excitement there or what do you get out of the painting these days? I mean, that for me, painting has always been kind of like my like just like a, a deep breath moment. It it allows me to kind of just do something without having an end result. Obviously, I have an end result in what I'm painting, but like I don't have to give it to anyone because I don't paint. I'm not, I mean, like, I've been commissioned to paint, but for the most part, I just paint for myself. But, you know, like, the past three years have been really difficult for me to find the time to do it because I just don't have the time, especially raising two kids and working full time. It was just really hard. So this quarantine thing, like, the the coolest thing to come out of it was to give me time. Like, I'm on my third painting now. Awesome. Um, that I'm doing. Um painting simultaneously or in tandem with Diego and Louis, like putting their little canvases on the ground and like having them do it with me. And so it becomes like more of a family activity. That's dope. In that sense has been really, really cool. Um, and to be honest with you, like I've really just done research and, you know, I have friends who knew that this is something that I wanted to do more of. So they've sent me like grants and, um, programs that are you know well I, I don't know what's happening because of covid but like programs that i could submit my art for something so you know wow. i submitted it for for a mural um in in brooklyn i think the the date was like uh the submission date was like three weeks ago so i was able to kind of do a portfolio and do that and there's another one where the submission date is um at the what is what's that place called crap that hexagon like place the shed oh yeah oh i was like the pentagon <laughs> yeah i was like a hexagon pentagon you know that thing yeah the, um, the shed down at hudson yards yeah yeah yes yes so there's like an art program there where um that submission date is may 31st so i'm working on that so the the greatest thing that you know this quarantine has given me is time mm. um and it's allowed me to kind of like look and like express myself in the sense like all right what can I do outside of just painting for myself like you know why don't you apply to this program maybe there's grants you know for for artists maybe there's grants for artists who are not necessarily artists in their career but are artists in the sense of you know what they love to do um because 
you know, the art doesn't put food on the table, something else does, but this is really your passion. So yeah, it's given me, it's given me that. And as far as inspiration, inspiration, I mean, forever for me has always come from anywhere and everywhere and anyone and anybody. So it's just like, I look at it and then I just, I kind of just go. Super dope. Um, Rajni, you are a noted New York Mets fan. Um, Sure am. <laughs> Regardless of whether they were actually going to win this year, are you going to tell people that this was their year anytime that you talk about baseball? Yes, I always <laughs> say But wait, the T is uh, A-Rod and J-Rod. J-Lo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. Though. One of one of my college roommates who's as big a Mets fan as you and I uh called him Sherrod, which I which I kind of liked and I was more buying into the idea so I'm I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like I'm like they're both Bronx. Yes, it would be a cute look. <laughs> the Wilpons are honestly really not doing it. Like they no. haven't been doing it for a very long time. So it would be cute to have money flowing and to kind of like get things right, but the Mets are going to come back. Listen, what was it like 2 or 3 years ago against the like we it's we can get there. We we can get there. We've gotten there. Right. You know the only I mean? thing like, that stopped the train and the, all the momentum was a global pandemic. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, yes. Bernie Madoff, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, Madoff I. Uh, too. Oh my god! I, uh, I downloaded TikTok um, yesterday or two days ago. Oh, congratulations! No, I did it two weeks ago. Oh, uh, it's my secret shame. I, <laughs> wait, can I just tell you about TikTok? Like, I I haven't put anything on there. Because no, I'm just, same. I'm an adult. But you can get, you, I didn't realize, like, I thought Instagram was a place that you can get stuck in. No. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Like, I wake up at, uh, like, three in the morning or whatever, just, like, out of nowhere. And then, like, two hours later, I'm just like, I'm still on this stupid thing. (laughs) Like, watching people I don't know do absolutely (laughs) the dumb, like, the dumbest (laughs) things. It's insane. I really, I honestly was like, I do not need another platform, but obviously we all got time because so like, I was like, all right, let me see what TikTok is about. And I just, for an hour and a half, I, I was just like, what in the world is this? And who are these people with all these followers? And like, it was insane. It's actually quite entertaining. It is. So I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't follow anybody, um, but I, they have like a main page and you just like scroll or whatever. And yeah. J-Lo and A-Rod were on there. And they are so corny. <laughs> and I was so bummed oh. out. I was like, oh, like, this is not what I thought that this would be. I know. I know. They they are, I'm not going to lie, they are really corny. But I'm actually, I, I, I actually love their love or love that she's found love. Sure. Yeah. Oh, no, same. Right? I feel like it's cool. Wait, did you guys see when they did the live with Diddy? I, I saw part of it, yeah, and like, and then, and, 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 and then she was like, "Wait, did I teach you those moves?" <laughs> but wait, and then you know, like the comments, because with any live, the comments are always the best part. Yes. And someone wrote, "You remember when y'all shot shot up the club in New York?" <laughs> <laughs> and I almost cried. I was like, "This." Is- <laughs> Amazing. Yo, Rajni, what was what was better for you? The Saturday night version of uh Teddy Riley and Babyface or the Monday or the Monday night version? 
Saturday night. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I cried my eyes out because <laughs> the internet never loses. Like the memes that came out of there were, I mean, were so brilliant. Yep. But I mean, the Saturday night was just amazing. I obviously tuned in for the Monday night too, which was great. Yeah. By the way, I saw I saw Rajni's comment go like, "We in here," and it just like you know like went up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we can start." She was like, "Remember when y'all shot up the club?" <laughs> Because it was, I mean, like that. I mean, that's like legendary status, but it's also like old uncle status too. So you wanted to see like what were they gonna bring? But the mic drop of that whole entire thing was when Babyface just took out the guitar. Oh yeah, how furious Teddy was because <laughs> he's like, "Hello." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, he got you like that." Like he, I mean, there was no, there was nothing. It was just a, a pure like guitar, like pure music moment. And it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was um, amazing. And then the last two days after that, all I've been listening to is Teddy Riley Babyface. So yeah, I saw that Swizz Beats posted that um like their streams are just like through the roof because of all this. Yo, like mm-hmm. what what Swiss and Tim are doing for you know certain artists is and and and, yep. the, and, and the broader culture is so mm-hmm. crazy significant. Well, yeah, because it's the only thing happening. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, Raji, let's talk about fashion just for a second because that is the business Do that, we you, have to? that you're in. Oh, I just have one. Well, I have it's, one it's question. Only because Eric and I are so fashionable. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know yes. if if this all is leading towards more uniforms and more coziness, and whether Kanye's Yeezy was right all along. Kanye's Yeezy was never right because it was never Kanye's. <laughs> That's right. It was never Kanye's. Like, he just capitalized on on something. Like, that wasn't his. But I do have to say, like, I mean, I would never buy a pair of Yeezys, but if you want to send me one, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, Wait, Rajni, give, tell the people what size you are. I am a size 7.5 <laughs> in, uh, in women's and a size 5.5 in men's. There okay, you now give your address. <laughs> I live in Bedstock. <laughs> DM me if you want the address. That's right. That's right. Um, no, it's it's obviously it's gonna get more comfy. Listen, I think even before this whole pandemic, <laughs> the Rona, COVID, Corona, before all this happened, like the industry was in a state of kind of like figuring it out. Um, just because I think, and essentially, like the where we are in the world. And what's happening in the world on a broader spectrum fashion is not necessarily like the thing that's holding people together and i think the thing is fashion is is luxury you know and a lot of people at this point in time economically need to, need to save their money save their coins and like what are the things that you need as opposed to what you want so the industry has been in flux and changing also the industry has gotten very democratic in the sense you know, with social media, you know, with podcasts, with all these things where people can build their brands on their own, as opposed to like being this like a, a, a elitist thing. Mm. It's kind of like everyone can have their hand in it. So it was already going through something and changing. And I, I do think changing for the better. Also, it's sustainability um, and making sure that like your carbon footprint is the right footprint um, mm-hmm. especially for the future. So it was changing, but I think this this not even i think this pandemic is probably accelerating the changes that were going to happen anyway so once we're out of this i just you know things will change i think the way that people will dress will change i do think what's going to happen though is because people weren't dressing for so long 
Um, I think once we're out of this, you're going to see people dressing up probably more. Yeah, I saw that people were talking about, there was an article that was talking about how like suits are going to come back in. Yeah. Because people are like, listen, this was sitting in my closet. Like, I never use this. It's also like, you have to think it's like the the psychological thing about it is like consumption. Like, I had this dress. I have these heels. I have these shoes. And I hadn't worn them for so long. And you're sitting at home and you're looking at your closet. And you're like, I have all this shit that I don't use. Mm. And so I think people are going to be like, I want to use this now. And I want to like, I paid for it. Like... The, the footprint of this is somewhere someone made it somewhere and you know the you know like it got flown here so like the emissions i know i'm, I'm getting very <laughs> but like i do think that plays in people's heads and it's like i i want to use what i buy and whatever i and not only i want to use what i buy but i'm going to be smarter in what i buy for the future um because we don't know where this economy is going to go so you don't know what your cash flow is going to be so i do think It'll be two things. I think people, I'm hoping people will be more grateful and appreciative because I know I've been thoroughly humbled by this mm. um, and very grateful because at least I have a choice in the matter. I have a place to stay. Yeah, I have a place yeah. To um, and yeah, I complain about, I'm so bored and it sucks, but at least I have a place to be bored in. But I do think people are going to dress up. People are going to dress up and people are not. I hope people don't care as much about the facade because that's not what's going to kind of get us through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're just going to end up looking more like Babyface and less like Teddy <laughs> Riley, right? So, <laughs> I mean, Babyface was fly that night. I'm oh, not my God. Killed it with the sunglasses, everything. Rajni. I- everything we love you take care of yourself Uh-oh. take care of yours love um you guys. send our love to david to diego to clifford medic <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks guys bye and now jeff let's call over to brooklyn and get on the phone with our friend jubilee beep boop 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 is it working yes <laughs> jess <laughs> what up <Hi>. what's happening <laughs> Uh, I'm the same as you guys, probably. <laughs> yeah, just dealing, like going, dealing yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the same as everybody else. I I have no answer um, for that question. What is your What is your general day like uh, been these days? Like, has it changed over the last month? Where are we at today? Today, I usually wake up at like eight, and then I go. There's absolutely no reason for me to be up right now, so then I go back to bed until like eleven. And my boyfriend is kind of doing the same. And then I'll wake up and I don't know. Today I didn't even really change out of my pajamas, but it's Sunday. So I use that as an excuse. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think you know, there's this uh, big shift, obviously, in the way that you handle your days now as opposed to like two months ago, because uh, two months ago you were actively out playing, producing, uh, performing. Right. And now that is clearly not uh, a part of your everyday life. Now I'm like, oh my God, I need to buy turnips on Animal Crossing. It's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there any way for you to possibly fill in that, that like high of being out there behind you know, two decks in front of thousands of people in your, in your everyday life? Um, I don't really like... It's only been 30 days. Um, So I am kind of at this point where, like, I haven't been home this much or cooked this much in my entire life. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm kind of like right now just kind of like not even trying to think about that stuff. I'm just like allowing myself to be completely brain dead (laughs) because I'm, I've never gotten to do that. You know, um, it's really weird though, because I have, I just finished like every major project that I've had to do for the past like three years. And like, this is, I could have really used this time (laughs) to do all of that. And now it's like all done. And I'm like, you know, instead of doing what I was supposed to do afterwards, I'm just like, shit, all the things that I like, you know, struggled to finish because I never had time. Now, now you have the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like sick. Well, what's a what's a hobby that you have picked up while in quarantine that like you never would have expected to do besides buying um, turnips on Animal Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> animal Crossing. I live by Animal Crossing. I've like made like three of my friends that have never even like played a video game in their life get it um we're still on the super mario 3 tip just to be you know completely honest you can play that on switch they have um they have everything it's actually that's so funny that you say that because like a couple months ago nigel and i um started playing super mario 3 and like granted i haven't played super mario 3 and since i was like what right yeah like 10 yeah 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 and you still fucking remember. That's like, the best. Like, that is the absolute oh, best. Under that mushroom, like, and you're like, how do I know this? <laughs> like, your body's like, like motor, re- like. There's something nostalgic, but also like very just comforting in knowing where the warp whistle is and in knowing, you right. know, how to sort of. Yeah, like, but also we sort of suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jeff, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that there's. Um, or at least there should be an understanding for all creatives. You know, we talked to like, you know, A-Track and Dave and they were both like, yeah, don't give me these directions. Like you have to wake up at 7 a.m. and get your day started and like right. bring that good energy. They're they're both like, no, no, thank you. And then there, there are, and then there are <laughs> other people. I've been talking to them about this a lot too. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, there are other people too who have, you know, this superior focus and have taken the time to be like, all right, this is how I'm going to bring structure to my day and do that. But I think it's all right either way. You know, there's no sort of blueprint to any of this. Eric, we're not going to go viral if you don't pick a stand. (laughs) All right, fine. Yeah, and I don't really, it's funny because like, I normally would feel really bad about it, but I just don't. Like, I'm just like, I feel like sleeping until noon. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Well, but but then, Jess, do you miss Rise and Grind Twitter? No, and it's still going. And I'm like, why isn't grind for what? Your whole career just got shot in five hours. This means nothing. Yeah. Like, and I've already had these thoughts, like, before this happened. I was kind of just like, you know, you have some real life things happen to you, and you're like, nothing fucking matters. Yeah. And, like, this shit isn't nice to you, so don't rise and grind for it. <laughs> like, don't, because it's not going to be there one day, and it's not going to be nice to you. And, like, I already have that weird mentality. Um, but like, you know, I have been looking for music that excites me for sure. And like, actually I've been doing some live streams, which, you know, aren't ideal for what I do in my life. Cause I like to be in a club with people, but it has, um, inspired me a bit cause I'm looking for music and people are making cool music and, I don't have to rise and grind. All these sets that I'm playing, I don't have to worry about clearing a dance floor (laughs) (laughs) or, like, pleasing anybody because, like, what are they going to do, log out of my chat? Like, you know? (laughs) So, like, that's that's been, like, an upside to it. Um, 
but it's funny. Like I can't do anything. And I have been talking to a track about this. Cause I'm just like, I just don't, cause he's like, you know, doing all these streaming and he has the same drum machine that I do. Yeah. And, but meanwhile, my boyfriend that I live with has like been work, like easily gets up, sits down and like, will make an entire song. He rises and, and grinds. Like, <laughs> yeah. But he, but he's just also like, he's been kind of doing that at home for the past couple months anyways. Mm-hmm. So like, you're somebody who, uh, you know, even, even growing up, you've been around a lot of people. You would go, you would go to raves, obviously down in Florida, you moved up to New York and became part of this scene that is like about congregation and just going out every right. night. How, how have you taken to, this idea of isolation and being away from other human beings? Um, I think that, um, it's actually really, I've been doing this a really long time in New York and in Florida, but in New York, especially it's very hard. I mean, I, I was starting to not see people a lot because of travel, Yeah. but my only like awesome times to go, out like when I was home like it was it was like a little reunion time every time so I have shied away from being around a lot of people and like with touring I was mostly around strangers and then you know when I was home it was mostly like dinners and like getting kind of chill however watching these people that I know that own these clubs and have worked so hard to get to where they are like dealing with us it's just like not fair to me and like I'm doing like everything I can to like do a charity set or like do whatever and like that's the part that's kind of killing me like I'm like I've been here for a long time and there are certain clubs I know what they went through to get that club open and like that is the thing to me that I'm just like oh if this all just gets wiped out because of this because New York is so trash with like landlords and stuff you know so I think that that like that kills me more than anything like I pretty much chill at home i am so not used to this life of being at home at all <laughs> um, yeah but i i i could it's only been 30 days so like i actually like it's been nice to just not have to have stress about other things um but i know that that's going away really fast especially because my calendar keeps going off of amazing things that i was supposed to do this summer yeah <laughs> And it's like, like I had some game-changing festivals. You get notifications that are just bringing you right back, right? Like yeah. I'm supposed to be in Moscow right now with a track and like a bunch of people, and that was going to be like so sick. And I'm here. I'm happy to be talking to you guys, though. Almost like being in Moscow. <laughs> oh, I mean, like as long as we like do this over Zoom, we change our backgrounds. Like we could be wherever we want to be. Yeah, Jess, you are. I saw on Facebook that you've been wa- you've been doing something that we have not done, which is that you've been walking not out of um, a want to or but like a need to. You have to go to your old apartment, um, and so you such a nightmare. So you walk from well, you're living in Brooklyn. You're living in Brooklyn, but you have to walk all the way to Midtown Manhattan, which is like a a, a sizable distance um yeah it's about two and a half hours and like look i'm a runner i can run 10 miles easy it's fine yeah yeah but like it's just funny like i was laughing the other day because like we've been going like every week and a half maybe but like i have to get certain mail and like like i was saying that you read like a couple years ago, I forwarded my mail and my health insurance got pulled immediately and oh. then I couldn't get it back because as we're all learning, 
during this pandemic is that every government website that we have is literally from the year 2000. Yeah. So I'm not taking that risk right now with this going on. Yeah. Like, I'm not, it's, I could, probably couldn't even get through to the New York State of Health if I wanted to. So I haven't forwarded my mail and I'm not taking the subway and yeah. I am not, not touching a public bike. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I'm not taking city bikes. Yeah. So. Well, so what is it like to walk through a very dead city? I mean, like, because New York is such a walkable city, right? Be- but 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 it's walkable because of all the things that are happening, right? And so, right. is it weird? I mean, first of all, are there people out? Um, are you? What What is it like? Like everything about it seems um, so foreign. When the world ends, there will be three things left here. Roaches, rats, and white dudes running. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided. It's literally that. It's like, there's like, white dudes running in shorts, even if it's cold. And, like, it's weird because it's like a pathway. Like, I've been walking, like, down Broadway to the bridge, to the Williamsburg Bridge. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, pretty empty. You walk through, like, the Hasidic area. And, like, you know, they're out and about as usual. Right. Um, and then, like, the bridge can be a little bit, like, what's up, 18 Australians acting like you're going to brunch? You know, like, it's pretty, it can be pretty ridiculous. Like, it's just like, what are you people doing? But for the most part, it's a lot of people either trying to exercise in a decent way or, like, trying to get somewhere, you could tell. Like, it's like you know, people trying to get to work or like whatever they do. And then, I mean, Hell's Kitchen is so empty. It's so weird. And the only people out are just like the walking dead. I bet. So there's like this, um, these homeless people that stay across the street a lot and they've been there like forever, you know, and they have set up like an entire apartment like across from my house. Like there's like a bed, a dresser, man, like, because like no one's there except cops enforcing parking tickets. That's they're there. Crazy. By the way, that'd be the worst to get a parking ticket during all this. <laughs> I know. It's just like really, dude. Like you really are gonna do this right now. So Jess, are you are you walking alone, or do you, you and Nigel go together? How does this work? Um, we've done it together. I've done it alone once, and then he did it alone. Like last week, and then basically like the la- like last time that he did it, he just stayed it. The house kitchen apartment. Yeah, but if but if you go by yourself, are you going like with headphones or sans headphones? It depends on where I am and what time is it. What time it is? Because I wonder if it's if it's really quiet out there. You know, it's like very quiet. It's like no beeping. That's the weirdest part about it is no beeping, no horns beeping. Like it's like that. Even here in like I'm basically I'm staying at a friend's. That's away. Yeah. Um, who has a way bigger place because we live in a tiny place and she has a backyard and we're just like, okay, sign us up because we live in a tiny studio. But um, yeah, if there's no, that's the thing is there's like no horns and like, there's like nothing really going on. There are people out for sure, but like out, like it's like they would be early in the morning, you know, like, and there's like a few, like, like my bodega's open and um, my laundromat's actually open. That's a blessing. Yeah, we haven't seen anybody. Like, I'm just, like, not fucking with that. Like, yeah. a couple people stop by, like, on the stairs, like, say hello. But for the most part, like, we're just like, no. Because, you know, Nigel's family lives here. 
and my family is in North Carolina and I might go there, but like, if I go there, I'm going to drive. And even me renting the car will make me nervous. Like, sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, it's just kind of a weird, it's just like, how do you like everybody complaining in other places? I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear you have a back. My mom's friend was like, yeah. And I'm, I'm just at the pool every day. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. That, that sounds horrible. I don't want to act like there's no culture uh, in your life right now because you did text us the other day and say that you watched both Biodome and Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Yes. In one sitting, so uh, I'm I'm interested in how you chose those movies, uh, if if they held up, um, if any weed was involved. <laughs> um, it was 420. Oh, and yeah. I wanted to just like watch something really stupid and like get high. Yeah, and I got half baked ice cream. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even care about weed, like, but I was just like, let me feel like I did something fun. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. And um, so I, like, actually, tech, like, tweeted out, like, what's your favorite stoner movie? Because I didn't want to forget anything, and which I would have never thought of Biodome. Like, I, <laughs> I, I thought, you know, obviously you're going to think of, like, Half-Baked and, like, sure. you know. You wanted um, a deep cut. Cooper, <laughs> like... Jess, like we like you mentioned before, uh, you are from Florida. You do yes. hold, you know, Miami very close to your heart. Uh, do you like have a tough time wrapping your head around the way that some people operate, or maybe most people operate in Florida, like these days? Yeah, I mean, the governor there is a nutcase. Yeah, like it's just like I don't know. I hold my, I love. Miami so much obviously we were supposed to you know right when this happened like the week after all of the the shutdown happened was supposed to be ultra and I was we had we also the ultra stuff started Thursday Friday-ish but I was obviously gonna go Sunday because I'm from there I mean Nigel, we're going to, like, take a vacation, see friends. Yeah. And I was just like, what is going to, like, what is going on? Like, do I take this flight or do I cancel it? Like, because by the, at the rate things are going, like, everything is happening so fast. And, like, I don't want to get down there and then get stuck there or, like, whatever. And they were, like, totally going to hold all of this winter music conference stuff until, like, they absolutely, like, the mayor of certain counties were, was, like, no, because right. of lawsuits. Right. But they were, like, hanging on by a thread. And in my head, I was, like, they're not really going to throw these parties, are they? And then I canceled everything, and people were acting like I was overreacting. Like, people were, like, because, you know, obviously, we all had to cancel everything ourselves yeah. before any authority told us what to do we had to like use our morals and our brains um so i canceled everything and people were like what do you mean you're, you're canceling and i was just like dude things are not like we have friends in italy and i have friends in korea like this is not cool like we should not nobody should be doing this or be responsible for this so i knew miami would handle it terribly but the day that i woke up I was. I think it was the day before we were going to leave. I was like, let's just go down there and like not go out because we wanted to just go to Miami anyways. Yeah. Um, but we had like an Airbnb and we we're going to do nothing and sit in a pool. And um, I woke up and it was like, Mayor of Miami has coronavirus, and I was like, oh, let's yeah. cancel this shit like right now. Yeah. yeah. And like, they're, even though the mayor had it, like they're still like they're opening the beaches back up and and like they're. And then all the like systemic like 
government things like the unemployment situation is insane like they like made the website so difficult to use for everybody pretty much on purpose like it's just watching the way i mean it's already getting handled bad enough here but like watching my florida friends go through it i'm just like man you guys have no hope like no. i don't even know and like you know there's so many people there that don't speak english and like are probably being given the wrong information and you're just kind of like oh god like just but everybody loves to say florida man so it's like right. this news is just like a new thing to like make fun of florida but it's like no this shit really isn't funny yeah well, listen, Jess, uh, we love you. Take care of yourself. Take care of Nigel. Take care of your mail uh, at, at either residence. Um, <laughs> I know. And, and I, hope that, I hope that creativity comes back to you organically whenever it feels right. Because, yeah, uh, you know, there's no, there's no reason to force anything. And I think that you're, you know, plenty, plenty, plenty creative to, uh, to get through this thing and, uh, and into the future. Um, it's always great to talk to you. Take care of yourself. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. I'm glad you guys are there together doing what you do. Most definitely. Shout out to Jubilee. Shout out to Rajni Jacques. And shout out to the one and only American Dream. Jeff, are we back tomorrow? We are back every day forever. As always, guys. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Right. <laughs>